Welcome to The Christian Contrast, where we talk about topics that remind us that Jesus calls us to live differently than the world around us. I'm Dan. I'm here with Allie today. Thanks so much for joining this episode. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Well, good. Well, we are in the midst of six episodes where we're talking about the topic of discipleship. And so we'll get to that in a minute. But first of all, lots of people listening to this hopefully know you and your family. But why don't you just talk a little bit about yourself and also about your connections here with the church? Sure. Um, I'm Allie Sweeney. Uh, my husband and I have been at LBF for about six years. I think it's been six. Um, we have three kids, twin girls that are three and a half. And then uh, their baby brother is around one. He just turned one in July. And um, we're involved in a couple different things. Uh, we've been leading a life group pretty much almost since the whole time we've been here. You guys have been leading like the life group of life groups, the life group that Phil talks about when he wants oh, to talk no. about what life groups are meant to be like. Yeah, it's been a great blessing to us because we've literally probably been for the past five or six years and it's been pretty much consistently the same people, yeah. which has been cool. And we started when we were all kind of younger married, no kids. And now we have like 12 kids between the six couples, something like that. So um, yeah, it's been it's been great to do life with these people. And then um, I'm also involved with Mom to Mom and I was on leadership last year and kind of co-leading it this year. So um, we're excited about that. And we've done other things. We always host the, well, we hosted the Halloween block party last That's year right. and we're doing that again this year. And I know we're super excited about that. So um, especially since we moved and we're like right down Euclid now. So. Um, we're excited for that. Prime spot. Yeah, really. Euclid and 19th. So That's right. we're right there. All right. Nice. Well, so I already mentioned we're talking about discipleship. And so j just to kind of prime this, um, lots of people think lots of different things with that word. And so just for you, what, when you hear the word discipleship, what are the things that not necessarily you'd say, this is what I want to think, <laughs> but just that spring to your mind when you hear the word? Um, I always think of discipleship as kind of doing life with people. Um, and kind of what sticks out for me is kind of when Paul talks about imitate me as I imitate Christ, and he says it a couple times throughout Scripture, um, and just if you are consistently seeking the Lord and doing the things that He asks you to do and being obedient and just kind of letting people come in with you into that, um, I think that's what I think of discipleship. Yeah, and that's good, and, and I think for a lot of us, we think similarly about it. It has to do with things that we're doing with other Christians. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things we'll be talking about throughout these six episodes is just the idea that discipleship is, it's not that idea of, well, you become a Christian, yeah. then you get discipled, then you're a disciple. Yeah. That this is an ongoing thing. It's, it's sure. living as, as learners of Jesus throughout our lives. But a big emphasis that we're talking about is the idea that God has a special role for other Christians to play in that. And uh, like many, you've had the experience of kind of yeah. being on both sides of this. And so what we want to talk about during this episode is things that you've seen God do as others have come alongside you and walked with you in your discipleship of Jesus, and then also ways that you've stepped out in faith and seen God work as you've come alongside others. So, so let's start with the side of how has God worked through other people at significant times coming alongside you and your discipleship? All right. So the first thing I thought of when we had talked about this beforehand is when my husband and I first got married, we were living out in San Fernando Valley. So like didn't really know anyone. And we had joined this church and we we're like newly married, like three months and a younger married group. And we joined it and it was all couples that had kids and kind of the next stage of life for us. Um, and we're out there for about two years, and that two years was so fruitful for our marriage because we were doing life with these people that were just slightly a step ahead of us. 
So they kind of, like we said, they brought us into their homes. They showed us what they valued, what they thought was important. We read books together um, and just they really modeled for us what it means to be um, a family that's structured around Jesus and um, how important that is in your family life. Um, and now when we look back on that and look at our lives now, there's definitely remnants of that in how we structure our lives now with kids and how we um, model that and how even to things like um, our educational choices for our kids and how we discipline our kids in certain ways. Um, there's definitely parts of that that came straight from um, seeing other people do that well. Yeah. And when you were doing that, how much of those relationships, how much of that was you and Dalton pursuing other people? How much of it was them pursuing you guys? Ooh, I, you know what? It was mostly them pursuing us. That's really cool. Yeah. It was, like I said, it was such a huge blessing for our marriage. And Dalton will tell you the same thing. Like that grew us so much. Um, and they were just really intentional. And I feel like Dalton and I have really learned from that. And I have been trying to do that in our own lives as well. Um, So, yeah, it was good. That's good. And was it when that happened? Because, again, sometimes when we think of discipleship, we think of sort of like a a weekly meeting where you get together. You did mention kind of sometimes going through books. How how much of it was kind of structured and how much of it was more informal? So there is structured time on Sundays because it was like a Sunday school class. Um, but there was so much more of it that was like, hey, we're going to dinner down the street from your house. Do you want to join us? Like, hey, we're taking our kids here. Do you want to come with us? There's a lot more of the informal um, come do life with us. Come see how it is. Come love Jesus with us. Um, and uh, the structured time was great. And we learned a lot of stuff and going through books and reading stuff together. But I feel like the most beneficial part was just doing life with these people. Yeah, and that is one of the significant things. We Karina and I have talked a lot about this, but we we have such a capability of self-sufficiency in our yeah. culture right now with with where we are financially as as a nation that it's easy not to have your lives sort of enmeshed with others. Yeah. And some of us like it not being <laughs> enmeshed because that's messy and complicated. Yeah. But it sounds like what you're talking about is just you were involved enough in each other's lives. You chose sort of the messiness of that and experience some of the benefits of that oh yeah totally it's not i feel like it's so much easier to be by yourself so if you go to a big church you could walk in there and you can literally not talk to a single person the whole time and you could just check it off your list like oh i went to church like i'm growing um but community is messy and but it's so beneficial and god is so faithful when you're obedient to that Mm -hmm. to just grow you through that and I think that's that's really during those two years, it was so great for our marriage and um, being able to just live life. And I think that's kind of what caused us when we came to LBF to want to do a life group right away because we saw how that was. Yeah. Um, when we came, we were like, Phil, we want to join a life group. And he's like, well, there's not really one for your age group. Great. We'll do it. That's uh, right. Start you it. guys are in charge. Great, we'll do it. Um, <laughs> So uh, that was really our driving force. And LBF is so good at community in general. I think the church really values that. And you see that in the programs and the events. Um, So it was nice to be at a church, being new here when we started, uh, that was going to push us to do that. Yeah. Well, what? And so so really significant during those two years. Have there been some other times that you've experienced God bringing other people alongside you? Yeah, I'd say in recent years, um, there has been, but it. It's funny because it's a lot more people in the same season as us, or maybe like a half a step season closer, or 
more so than us. Um, and it's been similar things where it's living life with these people. And I think um, it's funny now. Uh, I know social media could be bad, but if you follow the right people on social media, um, it's also very encouraging and that points you to Christ. And then that helps you build community kind of like a different way than you would anticipate it building community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like more recently it's been um, – especially with kids, just sharing that with people. And like mom to mom has been really beneficial for that, where there's all these people with littles and some are slightly older littles, but everyone has little kids and just um, the same things when you start conversations and people tell you, well, this is this is where I am at. This is what I'm doing and maybe it'll work for you. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been good just yeah. living life with people. I don't want to put you on the spot totally okay. with this question, but <laughs> okay. it, does a time come to your mind where you you are having an experience of feeling a little bit stuck in some area, um, either of your walk with Christ or just an area of practical wisdom and feeling like, I, I don't quite know what to do here, and your involvement with others where you were experiencing discipleship together helped provide sort of the answer, the solution <laughs> to that? Yeah, that's funny. So uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is, uh, well, I had, my girls were two and a half when Gary was born. So I had three kids under the age of three, which is chaos. That but is. Great <laughs> chaos, but just chaos. And I had, I mean, trying to be obedient to reading God's word uh, was really a struggle for me during that time for obvious reasons. Um, and it just it negatively affects my impact. Like, I don't know. If you read the Bible, it makes you feel so much better all the time. So when that doesn't happen, you get in this routine and you're focusing on worldly things and your attitude is poor and it's just like this ripple effect. And um, I remember we went, we had life group and um, there was a bunch of people in our life group who were kind of similar thoughts of like, I've been struggling to read the Bible and like, I just, I'm not, like, I don't feel motivated to do it. And just all these discussions were coming up with similar things and made me laugh because God is so good at that, right? When you're going through something, he brings people along. And um, and so we decided to do like a Bible reading plan together, like my whole life group. And it was just on the version app on your phone. There's mm-hmm. like Bible reading plans. We like clicked one and you could add all your friends and you could have discussions on there. And uh, so we started doing that. And um and that was easy for me at that time because I was like, well, it's on my phone now, so I have no That's excuse right. <laughs> to like not read this. And oh, shoot, my friends are reading it. I better do it. Um, and that was super encouraging for me and kind of changed my heart and helped me um, kind of find a time that that would work. And like I said, with littles, like your times change and your routines change. So it's kind of effectively changed. And I have a little bit more time now where I could go a little bit deeper on some things. But during that time, that was huge. And I don't think... I would not have been willing to do that uh, if I did not have that community around me saying like, hey, let's all do this together. So. Yeah, and that is one of that. I remember uh, when I was younger, I heard somebody use the term normalize. Yeah. Just the whole idea that the people that you're spending time with help you kind of discern what you treat as normal. Yeah. And if you're around people where reading the Bible is normal, suddenly you realize, <laughs> I'm going to start treating reading the Bible as normal. So yeah. that's really cool that just at the right time, yeah. God sort of brought you all together to collaborate on that. Yeah, it was a huge blessing. Yeah. Well, well let's talk a little bit about the other side. Um, but our, our heart with the Discipleship Project and with the things that we're talking about at Life Bible Fellowship Church is that we all would be in relationships where we're partnering with each other yeah. in our discipleship. And so part of that is seeking people out. Yeah. And part of that is also looking and saying, who are the people God has brought into my sphere that I could come alongside and, and help them? So 
question I want to ask is, what are some ways that you've seen God at work as you've looked to step out in faith and come alongside others? Yeah, so uh, we've talked about our life group a lot already, and I think that's the first thing that came to mind. And uh, part of that is uh, um, they just doing life with these people. And uh, my husband and I lead it, but it's kind of like a mutual thing. As mm-hmm. I said, we've been together for so long. But um, I've seen fruits in that there. As like we said, if someone shares that they're struggling or someone's struggling with something, um, we did the Bible reading plan, and then what came to mind is um, well, it's mostly because I wanted to do it, but uh, isn't that how this always works? But I've been wanting to memorize scripture more, and I've been wanting to do it with my kids, my toddlers. So while they're short little verses, um, for a while there, I was sending them out to our group every like two weeks when we'd meet. So you're like, hey, this is a Bible verse for this week. Like, here's a song to help your kids memorize it. Um, and there was fruits in that, especially when like all the little, it was so sweet when all the little toddlers are together and they're like singing the little like scripture Aww. songs, you know? And so, um, and it's again, it's one of those things where like, if I wasn't going to step out, like, cause I could have done that myself and it probably would have been easier. And like, I wouldn't have been like all hesitant of like, Oh, do they want to do this? Do they not want to do this? Um, it's easier to do it always by yourself. Right. So I, I think there's fruits in that for the other families in our group too, and for the kids too, to see how important that is. And um, now when I hear discipleship, I really do think of my kids and like they're toddlers and little, and I know that looks totally different now than when you have older kids, um, but being able to plant those seeds for them is yeah. good. Oh, for sure. Where you think of, I mean, for, for those of us who are parents, it's yeah. like, all right, this is, <laughs> there may be other people in our lives where we're not quite sure yeah. of God's role and God's calling with them, yeah. but with our kids, that's primary to God's calling for us. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And being able to model that and again, do life with these people, the ki- especially your kids, they see you every single day. And so if you're not imitating Christ and when you struggle and they're going to see all of that and it's just such a unique opportunity to, and they're in your home all the time. That's so right. it's like forced upon them um, to point to God and all those things. Yeah. Well, it's neat also, and you alluded to this, but it's yeah. like the things that you're talking about are partnering with the discipleship of these other parents. Yeah. But then that also is really facilitating the discipleship of those kids, of these kids getting a clearer view of who Jesus is and getting exposure to scripture yeah. and getting community with one another. Yeah, it's been it's been such a huge blessing to do that. Um, and I think something else is mom to mom for me this year. I'm on leadership and um, being able to to pour into these new mamas and with lots of littles and uh, mom to mom is unique is that you don't have to go to our church to be a part of this ministry. And so it's always presents unique opportunities as it's kind of a wide range of where they are with their walks with Jesus. And it's so nice to be able to point people to Christ through that ministry and have them find rest in Christ and um, being able to bring those moms along and uh, thinking of this question yesterday or the other day we had a leadership meeting for mom to mom and we're all listening to a podcast about the book of joshua because um that's what our theme verse is for the year so that's what leadership's doing and it was funny one of the moms was like i was drowning yesterday i didn't want to do this and then i did it and i felt so much better Mm. and isn't that like what discipleship is right there for me i was just like that's what this is about like not forcing people but like coming alongside and and spurring one another on to like focus on God in those times when you you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If we all relied on just being in our flesh, excited about doing these things, yeah. I don't know. For me, I'm not terribly optimistic <laughs> about that. 
Um, but but let me just something that you said that I think is really significant is is that I know people who are listening to the sermons that we're doing on discipleship, people who are listening to these podcast episodes, um, there can be this sense of like, all right, I'm supposed to go on a search and find that person <laughs> that either is going to take me under their wing or I'm going to take them under uh, under my wing. But what you're talking about is largely you've already got people in your sphere with the life group. You've already got people in your sphere with mom to mom. And just starting there and saying, well, there might be somebody else out there that I'm supposed to discover, but right now I've got people right here that God has brought into my life. Yeah, I think the Lord is so good about bringing those, bringing you those people if you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. And I think so often we are so worried about ourselves and what other people might think of us, that fear of man. I know for me is hard sometimes and I'm a big lover of comfort. And so... <laughs> um, trying to get out of that comfort zone with just the people he already brought to you is, is huge. And um, there's just so many opportunities to point people to Christ that it's really easy to miss it when you're so concerned about um, what other people might think or if you say the wrong thing. And um, so often I'm just reminded that you don't necessarily remember what people are telling you as opposed to like that they sought you out to mm-hmm. make you feel those things and pointed you to Jesus through that. Yeah. Well, all right, so so let me ask you about something else now, because a, a lot of your activities and your life right now revolves around the stage of life that you're at. <laughs> yes. You know, you're a mom of young kids. Yeah. Um, now, for all of us, I know when, when we think about things that God is calling us to, there are all kinds of hindrances that we bring up, and they're sometimes flimsy excuses, um, sometimes seemingly really good excuses, <laughs> like, I got little kids in the house. Yeah. How am I going to do this? So. Do you have some thoughts just for for you know young parents, especially for for moms of young yeah. kids, saying that sounds great? I just I don't quite know how I do that because of these little kids that I've got. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think, like I said, being involved in the church as a whole really helps with that. And I know it's scary, and I know kids have routines and they take naps, and even sometimes you're hesitant to come on a Sunday because you're like, well, my kid takes a nap during that time. Right. It's going to throw off the entire day. <laughs> hey, and I get that, trust me, and it does. Our Sundays are always a little more chaotic, but I always find that there's so much more of a benefit than there is than to be benefit to be at church will outweigh the chaos that comes later. Um, and the, the same thing with like a group with like mom to mom or life group, like those things are hard, especially with littles, those things are hard. And I think um, something that always comes to mind is what am I teaching my kid that I value more hmm. when we don't do those things? So if I'm gonna say like, oh, we're not gonna go to church on Sunday because my kid, like they're napping. Um, to me, that comes off as like, well, then their nap and their routines are more important than what God calls us to do. And I don't like that. Like, yeah. I'm trying to be obedient to Christ, and I want to show my kids that. And so I want to make sure the things that we are doing and the things that we are structuring our lives around are putting that first. Yeah. And that that's good and that that that's enjoyable. Like, Jesus should be the most exciting thing in our house, right? And so um, making those choices where you're valuing those things, even when it's hard, um, I think has a huge impact on your heart and on your kid's heart. Yeah. No, that's that reminds me of something, and I hope that I'll get get it right, that I read from John Piper a long time ago. And he was talking about his father being a traveling preacher when, when he was growing up. And there's there's the fear that I know a lot of us have as parents that we say, we don't want our kids to resent Jesus yeah. or the church because we're so involved in yeah. like church activities. And a point that he brought up is he said, I knew that my dad loved me. 
I knew that my dad wanted to be at home. And so the fact that he was so frequently away told me how deeply he valued Christ and the gospel. And so, I, yeah, I, I think that there can be a tension that we feel where, where you know, I, I feel this as a pastor where I say, gosh, I don't want my kids to ever think, you know, that, that in my heart, my activities at the church are more important to me than them because they're not. At the same time, I don't want them to say, well, church is sort of a hobby that we do and we like it because as you know my relationship with Christ is more important than my relationship with them their relationship with Christ is more important than their relationship yeah. with me so i i think what you're saying is so significant the the ways that we order our lives speak yeah. to our kids and also they put us in that position where it's like you might not have sought anyone out but even just by sitting <laughs> exactly. next to them every sunday yeah. suddenly they see you go up to pray with someone and they ask you about it afterwards and there's an opportunity right there and so just being around god's people puts us in that position oh yeah totally agree i think if you put yourself in those situations and again it comes to being obedient to him because you're not going to be able to see even those situations if you're not seeking him through that and I think it's the same thing. You sit next to the same people all the time at church, and it's like, oh, they went up to pray, like you said. Oh, maybe I'll do that. And it's it's just like that in our mom-to-mom groups. It's just like that in our life groups. I really feel like it's like, hey, this is what this is what the Lord's doing on in my life right now. These are the things I'm working through. These are the things that He's growing me in. Like, why don't you come alongside me as we kind of talk about that, as we kind of work through that? All right. So, so one more question yeah. briefly. Um, <laughs> The person who's listening to this that's saying, who am I to disciples? <laughs> who am I to come alongside someone else that feel like, uh, gosh, for me to call someone, it would feel very pretentious, very <laughs> you know, presumptive. Um, what would you want to say to encourage somebody who's having those thoughts right now? Oh, man, uh, that God always works when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> so uh, I don't. I don't think it's about Bible knowledge, and I don't think it's about your theology. I think it's more about having a heart to to serve Christ and a heart to point people to Him. So whether you're reading a book and you just want someone to read it with you, like I feel like that's the easiest thing. And yeah. to say, hey, I'm reading this, or hey, I'm reading this Bible plan, do you want to read it with me? Those are such simple things to encourage each other. And I think right now in my season of littles, um, I really encourage people more on the podcast re- level than a book level, just because realistically, it takes me a really long time to read anything right now. Um, but I have opportunities where I could stick headphones in, um, doing the dishes, doing whatever I'm doing, um, and being able to listen to something that way has been um, hugely impactful for me. And it's the same thing with uh, the people that are around me, like my sphere of influence. I'm always like, hey, I listened to this really great podcast. You should listen to it. Um, I think that's something really easy if you want to start those type of relationships. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for that. And thanks so much for taking the time to come in and participate in this episode. Love what you brought <laughs> during this time. And thanks so much uh, to all of you who listened to this. Hope that this was encouraging to you and hope that this is something that's helping you move towards a further step of asking how God is calling you to participate in the discipleship of others who are part of your community. And all these episodes of The Christian Contrast we're dropping on our uh, Facebook group page for Life Bible Fellowship Church. So there's a chance for community and interaction and questions. And so if you have thoughts on this, if you have comments or questions or ideas for future episodes, feel free to leave those there. Um, So Allie, again, thanks so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And until uh, next time, thanks so much for listening.